What's up, everyone, and welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. Blowing up after an NFL playoff weekend, we are two weeks away from a Super Bowl, one week away from a Pro Bowl, and you are hearing from Corey DLG and little brother Nico. That's me. That's right. We got lots going on. Uh, this one's, this one will be an NFL heavy one. There's still some coaching news in the works. There's still a lot of stuff. We're going to go over the playoffs, though, and then we're going to, I don't know. We'll see what else happens. There's some there's some NBA referee talk that we should have, too. There was a dramatic, obvious miscall on a LeBron James layup um, that the struggling Lakers, what? They're they're in such desperate need of wins that they're mad when they don't get a call late in a game because like every game matters to them because they're just they're a mess. Um, before we get into any all any of that and all of that, uh, what do you want to do? You want to do news or you want to do playoff results? Uh, let's start off with the playoff results. I think this is a little bit more exciting. <laughs> okay, uh, the 49ers injury bug finally caught back up with them. The 49ers lost 28-7, to but it's not really... I don't really consider this like to be that... like. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles did anything impressive here because Brock Purdy did complete all of his passes, but he finished the day 4-for-4. Four four. Awesome throws, guys. Uh, he, on... I think it's like the first drive. Now that I'm sitting here talking, I don't quite have my perfect recollection of it. The first drive, he hurts his elbow um, and comes out of the game. But then later in the game, middle third quarter, the 49ers' fourth string quarterback goes out with a concussion. Oh, my tiny heart, it breaks. So, yeah, okay. So the Niners lost Purdy. This is on the ESPN article. The Niners lost Purdy to a right elbow injury on the sixth offensive snap. Yeah, so it was their first drive. Um, they kept trying to get him back going, but it just wasn't working out. Like, they showed him on the sidelines, like, trying to throw and stuff. Um, here's, here's the quote. My arm felt like it stretched out. It really, I felt really just like a lot of shocks all over from my elbow down to my wrist, front and back. Just pain really all over. Yeah, so it's probably pretty bruised up or whatever. However, uh, Josh Johnson, their fourth-string quarterback, goes out in the third quarter with a concussion. Awesome. Uh, he, he takes a hit. He gets up. He looks okay, but the they call for him to go to the sidelines. He goes into a little blue tent. He leaves a little blue tent. He goes to the locker room. That's it. That's it. It's Purdy back in. Uh, no, no. This is... If this was going to be Purdy's year, it was going to be right here. <laughs> and he, there's just nothing to do. So the Eagles were leading 31-7 to uh, when a fight broke out. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they were just mad. Their feelings were hurt. So left tackle Trent Williams, uh, like, like hip tosses Kevon Wallace to the ground out of a pile, out of a scrum. Uh, it just becomes a mess after that, and they both get uh, they both get ejected, and yeah, I mean that's really it. Like it's just kind of a disappointing. the The 49ers have not ever once had that clean, healthy year. Most teams don't. Like everybody's banged up right now. Patrick Mahomes is hurt. Um, 
while Joe Burrows is healthy, his entire off there's three backups playing on the Bengals offensive line. Like there's there's people kind of all over the place hurt. I mean, it is what it is. But San Francisco really feels like the injury bug has been particularly brutal with them. Uh, especially at the running back position. We talked about this in the year when they made the trade for Christian McCaffrey. How basically, I didn't think it was going to matter because I just thought Christian McCaffrey would get hurt again. By the way, he was nursing a calf injury through the last two games. Um, so he got banged up as well. But, I mean... So you were right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was, but he still played. I really thought he was going to sit down. Um, but it's just ultimately, there's something about San Francisco, and they're just kind of... they're. I say this jokingly, but from my point of view, they're cursed by the injury gods. They will perpetually and forever have to deal with little bang-ups, injuries that they just can't. I mean, their fourth-string quarterback had to go in at the conference championship game. That's not a good sign. And then get concussed. (laughs) And then he got concussed and they pulled him. And they had to put a guy who got hurt earlier back in the game. Like, how how many strings of quarterback do you even, like, pack... Like, so, every, like every other team is was, like, I think three is fine. Uh, San Francisco here with five, like, is that going to be enough? Yeah. So this is sort of, that's sort of one of the problems here is they only dress the two quarterbacks for this game. Like they dressed, uh, you dress, I think, 48 now, 47. At one point it was 45. But I think you dress 48 now, and they chose to dress two quarterbacks. And then you designate someone as like an emergency quarterback. And if you use your emergency quarterback... I think your first, your starter quarterback for that game can't come back in. And so their choice, and usually the emergency quarterback, like if you don't dress three quarterbacks, your emergency quarterback is like a tight end or a wide receiver who played it like in high school and in some trick plays in college. Like it's not a a guy who gets a lot of reps. So I'm guessing in the middle of the third quarter when Johnson comes out, the conversation goes a lot like, um, if if Brock Purdy can hold a football and make a throwing motion, we got it's got to be him. <laughs> <laughs> if he's able to stand there and not fall over, we're golden. So yeah, so I mean that's a heartbreaking thing in the NFC game because you would like to have seen San Francisco and Philly go at it, and and frankly, I would have liked to have seen what a healthy Brock Purdy could do. Um. The story that was kind of building around him was incredible, and so all of that being said, I am a little, yeah, a little like, sad to see to again, see it in this way for him. Right. This is the this is the most obvious case of man. If he'd taken it all the way, this would have been a thirty for thirty in like a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This would have been the start of and like and maybe he never does anything like this again. But it's one of those things that would have been talked about. Like, there's a ESPN 30 for 30 about um, Jeremy Lin for for when Lin Sanity happened, which was like this 12-game streak for the Knicks where he scored 30-plus points and was, like, leading them. They were winning all of a sudden because the Knicks were terrible, and they had, like, a seven-game win streak because of Jeremy Lin. So if Jeremy Lin can get a 30 for 30, uh, Brock Purdy would have been due one if he'd, if he'd have walked away from all this with the Super Bowl ring. Uh, but as it is, it's an incredible year. I think it's eight wins in a row for him. Uh, he just complicates their quarterback situation even more. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, his contract is written up in such a way that they cannot franchise him. 
Yeah. But they can sign him to be their starter. I don't know. I don't. I think that's the one thing that's definitely not going to happen. I think it's either going to be Trey Lance or Brock Purdy. I think they might go into camp and let the two of them play it out. Uh, Brock Purdy being a seventh round draft pick, I imagine he will be eligible for a new contract. I'm willing to bet they gave him a one year deal. Is Jimmy Garoppolo the most unlucky man in the universe? Yes and no, because when he's healthy, he's a winner. He's one of the rare guys that injuries really are the reason I think that he's not more well-regarded in the NFL. But he is highly regarded. Everyone, nobody looks at an 80% winning percentage and goes, that guy's terrible. Uh, and so there is something about Jimmy G that that has the respect of the NFL, but there is also this element to his story that, you know, they just they, he just doesn't stay healthy. He was he was the chosen son that could never that could never have everything because he's hurt all the time. Yeah, and like because I'm not mistaken, was, he's the one that was going to replace Tom Brady. And as a matter of fact, in universe. San Francisco, he had impressed them so much after his first year, hundreds of millions of dollars situation that they were in at the end. This was the last year of that deal. That was one of those things where other teams didn't want him because he was owed something like twenty or twenty five million dollars. They would love to. Ha- That's the thing, like. Teams would love to have him, but on their own terms, because they were like, well, we don't know what he's got left because you guys haven't played him in two or three years. So this year he gets to go out there and show it, but then he also gets hurt again. And so uh, I still think there's going to be a market for him. I think Jimmy G, uh, Derek Carr. No, no, it's I, it's not because I don't doubt any team that's going to make really an offer. Their starting like quarterback didn't like, do what San Francisco's third. Well, your third did. string just absolutely carried you know the entire like, rest of your Any back team right now season, looking for a quarterback is because be they sucked. So they'll be thrilled to get the guy the the odd man out. Well, it you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Minnesota's year when all three quarterbacks played well. That's true, and all three quarterbacks' contracts expired. And two out of the three left. Remember the Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Case Keenum, and I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was the third guy. And all three of them had played some number of games and played well for them. No, Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins. It was Kirk Cousins, Teddy Bridgewater, and Case Keenum. And both Teddy Bridgewater and Case Keenum were going to be coming off of their contracts. And they let both of them go. Fits magic. Because because, uh, Kirk Cousins was coming back from his injury. Kirk Cousins? Well, he got $25 to go to Denver that year. And then he was... (laughs) Then he was Case Keenum. And so... (laughs) And Teddy Bridgewater went to New Orleans after that. Where's Case Keenum now? 4-0, I think, the first time. Right? Yep. Um, speaking of Miami, terrible. Tua still has not cleared concussion protocols and won't be playing in the Pro Bowl yep, this week. And then was and then played the the best, yep, best backup quarterback on the planet. I, I'm telling you, I I I'm telling you, I I read one report where one crazy sports reporter was like, I don't think Tua's coming back. No one else has touched it. I think it's a hundred percent accurate. I think, dang, that's the team will really never bad. clear him to play again.
this was his year. He'd been having so many kind of the last few years have been so up down that they were like, oh, should they get Tom Brady? Every year it was, what should they do? There was even talks of they should trade for Deshaun Watson. Oh gosh. Meanwhile, too, was like, guys, I'm starting. He was like, doing I'm so well, right too. Um, it was like that over and over and over again. And instead, at the end of it, he wound up being the best quarterback option for them, m- minus, you know, the concussions. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there with him, but I suspect – if it starts to be like July, that's, I mean, listen, that's a long ways away. So that's, that's five months away. If five months from now, we haven't seen like the press conference where the owner that by July, I don't know that he's coming back. It is sad. It is sad, but it, it's... And, you know, it's like we've been talking about, like, where is his family? Where are these people who are supposed to protect him? Where are these people who are supposed to be speaking out for him? You don't hear anybody right now saying that he shouldn't be coming back, and it's because they all want him to play. But I think they need to be honest about what's going on there, and which is they've they've exposed him to so, some real long-term Man, really trouble. really disheartening and very sad. Um... Well, it, well, and it, and it is messed up, although it does bring back home the whole, uh, I don't want this to sound bad. I'm going to say it, but nobody kill me for this. It brings back into focus the it's DeMar like, Hamlin situation. Like, when it several makes me of the sad. players were like, like we've been talking it's not about life this or death usually when we're out there. a while now, and it's just It is life and death freaky. when they're out there. It is always life and death when they're uh, out there. They are, like, this really makes me sad. These are peak human beings slamming together at forces not considered normal by any stretch of the imagination. The human body isn't built to do this for long. This Tua is just as much an example as DeMar Hamlin of just how broken this sport can be sometimes. You're not going to be able to remember the name because I, and I'm blanking on it now, but the quarterback that, uh, J.J. Watt almost killed when he broke his leg for the Redskins, and he missed a year and a half for, like, staph infections and, like, six surgeries, and he had the halos on his on his leg, and then he got comeback player of the year, and then the year after that retired Truly for the travesty, Commanders. Especially because well, they were the Redskins so at the time. Uh, I mean, it, it happens. Like, these guys, these guys are, they're vulnerable to some real-world trouble. And it really blows my mind when when the, the quotes and stuff that was coming out from the DeMar Hamlin situation where people were like, yeah, but, like, it's not usually life or death like this. Like, yeah. Crazy. Like, that guy almost lost his, lost his leg. Yeah. That guy almost lost his leg and then almost died in the hospital from an infection. Like, well, how was it not almost always life or death? Like, it is. You guys, like, these players just don't. They don't think about it. Right. Yeah, it is. You just you just haven't been paying attention. <laughs> right. Oh, it was Alex Smith. 
That's what it was. It's because it wasn't a so twenty. Movie. It wasn't a so center stage that you could rally behind it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so twenty eighteen, JJ Watt and really, if we're being one hundred percent honest, on there was the a lot more focus on the NFL freak accident than the that, like twenty years earlier. Lawrence Taylor like support had of the ended, concussion protocol. I think it was Joe Theismann's career. Uh, with yeah. this exact same it's like leg the 50th anniversary Basically, of a the guy leg also getting his leg broken on the midway same through, day, right? Midway between knee and ankle, so like middle shin, uh, the leg just like folds 90 degrees. Yeah, so I think there's some bone out in that situation. I think that's where some of the infection issue came from. Uh, it took a long time for Smith to heal. Um, the, the reality of these situations are... <laughs> they should be thinking about their life every time they settle. That's why they pray. I mean, I don't. I just some of the quotes that came out of it really felt just sort of. I I didn't like some of those quotes. I thought people were being unrealistic. And this too a story really to me, just as much as anything else, parallels the life or deathness of football. Yeah, and that's sort of the problem they, that the NFL does have to kind of be aware of that, you know, there's wrestlers who tell these stories that really kind of trip me out, uh, where they get through the rest of the match. Right, especially when it's something you room, don't see. I think that's somebody, hey, really the, match the dangerous go? part about things like concussions. Because they have no memory of it, because when they went out there and the first super kick they took, they're not, you're they, not that's gonna it. Notice like, they don't remember anything after that. Or like... They're literally just staggering through, and they can hear some person yelling at them, giving them commands to get through the end of the match, and they don't even know who it is. And, well, even even this one. So let's finish talking about the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes plays this game with a high ankle sprain. Uh, the Chiefs wind up winning 23-20, but there's a lot of plays out there where he's kind of, he's awkwardly moving around. And... Part of his strength and part of the thing that works for the Chiefs is his mobility. And he didn't have that this game. Tell me how that doesn't make him vulnerable to big injury. Like, I don't understand that. Like, now he's just a kid standing there. Now he's a smallish kid standing in the pocket trying to throw long balls downfield. How is that not dangerous? Yeah, I mean, it's 100% the, the idea of like, all right, well, originally now he has the ability to get away, but they've, took it, they've taken that away, and now yeah, he's going to get hit. That's, that's not better. I don't know. Like, it's – okay, let's clear this up. It's better because the quarterbacks aren't dealing with – I right. think – what they were trying to avoid was the shoulder, right, rib, like, collarbone injuries. Sometimes I think we should just those are harder to play quarterback through. contact rules again. But instead, what they're because getting this, are these, this, these this just whipping the quarterback into the ground is clearly not, not the is not the better. move, guys. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing: is every year you're you're gonna hear a story of one quarterback waiting to heal up. I remember one year. I don't remember. I think it was Tony Romo, maybe, was going to play with a broken collarbone. And they just needed the bone to start being sticky enough to right. heal. I don't know what's worse. Like, I think, I, I think I'd rather walk off the collarbone than get heal, my brain bounced off the ground. Then he was going to start playing. 
Like a basketball. So they're literally doing like ultrasounds on his chest cavity every couple of days to see when the bone starts to heal. That's nuts. <laughs> it might be, I, I don't know, it might be better, but... Gross. Can I tell you? Can I tell you what Tua might say? I mean, that's really Tua would probably say the brain injury. Yeah, because I mean, it's not great, and it doesn't sound good. He, but he, honestly, he played the rest of that game and then started talking about migraines cussed. after the game. Like, let's be really clear about this. He uh, finished. Which the would game. you rather have, Tua with a rib injury or Tua who no, can't no, no, play football time, anymore? The one that got to put on back on the protocols. Broken. Yeah, it. I don't know. Yeah, no. The second one's the one. That, the second one's the one when he had the mini seizure, f- and they call that one the first one. Right, his neck injury or whatever. It yeah, was. the first time. Um. <laughs> oh, we did. Oh, I thought this is the one they took him out for. Yeah, I think that was the second one actually. Yeah. Spinal. I fell over because of spinal injury. Yeah, that was All the right, one. Well, where go he ahead and head back out okay. there then. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, because they were like, that first one didn't count. It was his... <laughs> got some great doctors out there. Yeah. Uh, so, I dumbest, mean, The dumbest, yeah, the I literal mean, dumbest excuse I think ever. we just made the case nah, for why It wasn't my brain, it was my spine. It's like, how is that any better, dog? It's the, the same thing. The guy just went thing. back and played in with an alleged spinal injury. And then it turns out, oh, it was just a brain injury, and we know that because he had a seizure the next time. Like, <laughs> like the worst. Oh. Just the absolute disregard uh, okay. for humanity here. <laughs> and and again, it's going to take the players giving up control of the injury situation completely. And it's going to take an outside source yeah. giving a good solution to the NFL like on how broken to broken record, this. but like it keeps making good points and you're like, I mean I can't stop it. <laughs> And and they're not, they're not. Um, it it it's one of those things. Okay, here's a perfect example. So, in the NFL, the people who got paid, the, the way the pay structure right, usually you can't went leave it to the players. Is this is honestly a, something a, like the players' union should be number one overall on. pick. You set the market for your draft class, and that money was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think it wound up being Sam Bradford left Oklahoma, gets drafted number one overall, and I don't remember who takes him first. He winds up playing for like for Philly for a little bit, for the Rams for a little bit, for someone else, and it basically mathematically works out to where he got paid a million dollars for every touchdown he threw in his career, and he only finished with like 45 touchdowns or something like that. Um, but the contract that he got was this crazy, like five year, you know, $78 million type monster thing. Um, Jamarcus Russell wound up being one that was another bust like that. So when the collective bargaining agreement was up again, 
one thing the players union, wrap your brain around this. One thing the players union wanted to fix was who got paid. They decided it wasn't fair that the rookies were getting all this money without earning it. And they changed the structure to where rookie deals are capped. So there's now a rookie pool every team sets aside based on percentages and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and your first round picks, you you basically know how much you're going to get now. It's basically a done deal. Um, that way, you can give the money to guys who are coming off their rookie deals and you don't want to lose. So now the guys who are 25 to 29 can sign those four to five year deals for 70 and $80 million instead of the rookies getting them. That was the union doing that. The union just moved the money around. They just changed who got it. It didn't better help anybody. It just rewarded the members of the union and it punished the only people in the league who aren't in the union yet, the rookies. And so, yeah, the players' union to me is no better because instead of taking the money away from the rookies, I just would have told the owners the cap's going to go up another segment for the players. Like, what are we... Why, why am I taking money out of one people's pocket to give it to someone else? That's not Yeah, helpful. this seems very much like a, hey, I'm a politician. I'm going to sit where my pay is. Well, and they wound up doing that, but the, the amount for rookies is, is, it's like 10% of your cap or whatever. So, like, it's like a $30 million, So And it's based on the number of picks you have. So, if you go in with your regular seven picks, you have like $20 million to bring all seven in. Right. And so, like, like, your first do, rounder like, is getting, like, like, 10, your second a, rounder is getting, a, like, 3, and then everyone else rookies, and then getting, like, 7 like, or 800. You know what I mean? Salary like, cap. I don't know. But, but it's, not, <laughs> it, it's not how it was. And really, all the players' union did was change who got those big contracts. Instead of getting more players' big contracts, they just changed who got big contracts. And to me, that's not a players' union so much as a redistribution like what they should have done is said okay rookies can keep earning that money how do we get that money for these guys also mm. that's what they should have done but yeah so i don't think they're going to go in there and, and, and do anything about injury because to me i don't know it's going to take an ounce they're going to have to commission some sort of study or panel and get some real answers from outside entities on what they can do about that and then go from there. Because, yeah, I mean, these guys are vulnerable out there. Like, honestly, the Chiefs won and they're lucky they won. Uh, and what's what's going to be the story of the game is just poor officiating. There are a lot of suspicious calls. Immediately in my boys' group chat, two of the guys were like, Boy, that, that was that was some terrible officiating, blah, blah, blah. This call, that call, blah, 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 blah. Um, and there were some questionable calls. But I also thought they just didn't call holding all game. Barstool Sports already has a meme up congratulating the, the referee of the AFC Championship game as the first referee to ever win the AFC Championship. <laughs> so to me, uh, there's going to be stories that overshadow it and they're going to get away with it. But I don't think Patrick Mahomes had any business if we're really talking about player safety, Patrick Mahomes had no business being out there. Right. 
and it takes three to four weeks to heal. So ideally, Chad Haney Very plays funny. the game. He, they still win. You get to the Super Bowl, and, and Patrick Mahomes is healthy. Um, but that's not the case. Talking about injuries, though, even young Justin Herbert of the Chargers has a surgery to right. repair I mean, a torn labrum. He is one of the most common things that you can uh, happen. I mean, these these quarterbacks aren't coming out clear. He's twenty four, and he's already having shoulder shoulder surgery. Obviously. Uh, so we're going to clean up a little bit of coaching talk. Uh, the Texans appear to have circled D'Amico Ryans, and now that San Francisco has lost, the talk is over the next maybe one or two days. So you're listening to this on a Monday. Perhaps by the end of today or maybe even tomorrow, uh, yeah, there, know, like if it's going to be him, there will be an announcement. Mm-hmm. To be the head coach for the Texans. Here's another one that's weird. Um, okay. The one coach that I liked in Dallas was Kellen Moore. He's been the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys for four years. Three times their offense has been ranked in the top 10. Keep in mind, he's the guy helping Dak Prescott get all these numbers that everyone's in love with. Um, I haven't heard his name for any coaching jobs, Kellen Moore's. And he just flat out, uh, he and McCarthy released a statement that uh, they've mutually agreed to part ways. And he's just not coming back. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, um, okay, I, they're saying that he did interview for the Carolina Panthers head coaching job. And that the Los Angeles Chargers did request to speak to him about an offensive coordinator position. Now, last year he was he was in the finals for the Miami Dolphins job that Mike McDaniel's wound up getting. You know, before that done. though, I don't like what. <laughs> I haven't heard his name in position to get a lot of head coaching positions, so I'm a little intrigued by this. But maybe he's just tired of being in Dallas. Maybe he just doesn't want to be around Jerry Jones. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is there. Maybe maybe one of the guys they fired was his boy, or maybe he didn't agree with the firings. I mean, I don't know. Six six assistant coaches, three of them on defense. Also, the will he or won't yeah, he? It's, it's a weird situation. Has started. What a weird, what for a weird Aaron situation to be. Will in. he or won't he be back with the Green Bay Packers next year? Oh, they did let go of a It's beginning. It's beginning. Um, okay. So they've got a lot of money. They're, they're in a New Orleans Saints type position, okay? They're $16 million over next year's cap. A lot of guys are listed as free agents, most of them on offense, and most of them guys that he likes to throw to. Oh, man. It's happening. So the easiest thing in the world to do is to just jettison the whole group. The only guy on that offense that they've paid, Aaron Jones, is slated to have a $20 million cap number as a running back. And I think they can save something like, I think I saw $10 million if they cut him. So, 
also they can cut Aaron Rodgers. But he if he winds up playing for the Packers, it's sixty it's it's sixty million dollars in guaranteed money, basically. And then fifty next year. And basically on the Pat McAfee show, he kind of said he said some mess. He started he started a little bit, but he basically said that he doesn't envision a way that he plays under that particular cap number next year. Exactly, exactly. Willie or won't he? Willie or won't he? Also, they have to take up they have to make a decision on the fifth year option for uh, for Jordan Love. Right. Okay. <laughs> so there's a chance what does that, that they mean? cut they move Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, the top 3 or 4 receivers and the top uh, top tight end Mercedes Lewis and just I don't I don't I mean <laughs> man, this team is just Here, here's so what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. They don't have a good answer for it. They don't know. And what? And make a bad team? Like, like what? Like, they're like, all right, hear me out. What if we made our team bad? What if we took all of the talent and then we threw them away? And it's like, okay, whatever, dude. Like, what's the play? What? What are you? What is happening? The answer is the answer is are the yeah, are they I, like all right we're we're moving past we're turning the page in the in the Aaron Rodgers book we're just we're done with him we're just gonna restart the team now like just to be honest well uh, like, okay the worst so it goes like this that they Brett Favre played and he's there two more years literally one of the, the best quarterbacks of all time and he, left when he was thirty eight like, I think Aaron nah, Rodgers is like thirty six thirty seven he's up there. And no, look, you know what you know what's gonna happen? He's, he's gonna do the old. same thing that Peyton did where he's gonna he's gonna uh, so leave. He's basically the same boat. Win another Super Bowl. Tom Brady's and then retire. kind of established like, you can keep playing though, right? So I mean he's forty something. Um And Aaron Rodgers was good this year. It wasn't necessarily his fault that they didn't win. I That is truly one quarterback away. Yeah. No, I and you're not wrong. And, right. and even this year, like, at the beginning of the year, he was the basically definition. like if there's a coaching team the receivers good in enough, press conference. That just and by the end of the year, these guys are, are like he's are, the perfect fit. Big where it's like you put him in there, um, and he can take you there because he's very, very good. Again, I say this, I say this jokingly, but unironically, very seriously. One of the only quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl by himself because, right. No, you're right. I mean, it is. It's uh, and they they could have made the playoffs this year, so it is right. Ultimately, right. And if we know. remember, I, I, he had like such a contrary back to back, team like, to everyone. They else. went from like a terrible losing to season under the like, last year of McCarthy oh, to an eleven win season. Everyone else is like, how do we keep our quarterback happy? Although the Ravens, 
This is no, it's <laughs> This is like uh, when when your buddy is dating Everyone else is like this is the most important right. decision of when, our When your buddy's dating the girl we you can love, nail the quarterback like, decision we've got it for life Green Bay's like, like she's They're they're the ones who have like a fantastic <laughs> quarterback like, and then they they her. like they don't understand what they have <laughs> and they're like ah oh, we don't need Aaron Rodgers it's like you are the dumbest organization on the planet You you don't understand dude every night she's like are we going to bed so soon? This is the Should unappreciative out, partner who's like... Get crazy in bed. It's just so... I like... I'm tired in the morning. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just be unhappy. But stop stop ruining like, my day with your... All she does for me stories. is cook every night, is gorgeous. Right, it's like it's like it's fine. If you want to throw your just, life away, dog, just do just it. terrible just about it. Me. And here's the weird part: is they'll do like they'll do the right thing. They'll give like they gave him a contract. He's technically under contract. He technically is scheduled yeah. to make 110 million dollars. That's Green Bay, to and me. it's that's, still this, somehow this is the one organization that keeps frustrating me beyond any like <laughs> any like metric on the planet because they literally have the hardest part figured out, and they're just fumbling the bag for years. Okay, so <laughs> let's go from that. Okay, so there's going to be quarterbacks out there. As of right now, Tom Brady, <laughs> literally, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Derek Oh, my Carr, God. It's mind-numbing. Potentially mind-numbing. Aaron Rodgers. It's potentially like, Jordan You just Love. have to do – you just have to build and around him. He's so good. You don't by all accounts, like, Lamar you don't Jackson gotta reinvent the wheel. is no longer under the wheel. contract with the Baltimore Ravens. The season is over. This was the last year of his deal. They couldn't come to an agreement before the season started. They do have the ability to franchise tag him. Uh, also, I guess Daniel Jones, we should throw in that mix. Daniel Jones, they haven't decided on his fifth-year option yet or not. So, or they haven't decided on franchising or signing him yet. So there is that. Ooh, um, that's kind of a big one. But so Lamar Jackson, here's the thing. It's, it's very Green Bay-esque. The entire offense is specifically built around Lamar Jackson. And you know that because both of their backups play the exact same style as him. They're both running quarterbacks who throw occasionally on the run. So they decided that this offense was about Lamar Jackson. They offered him something north of $200 million guaranteed for four years or five years. He wanted like 280 or 300 guaranteed over like five or six years. Um... Considering the fact that the whole team is built around him anyway, I don't understand their bargaining position. But their whole team is built like he's the guy who does it the best, and they're they're like they've they've signed all these uh, blocking offensive linemen to long contracts. You know what I mean? Like they don't. They're not built. They, it would take three yeah. years to untangle. I mean, I guess they're like what well, they built just on the offense. You know what I mean? I guess. But 
but I'm saying like if you were to if he were to leave right now, they would have to be this running quarterback offense with a worse runner. Because Lamar Jackson is the best running quarterback in the NFL, I think. Yeah, but I guess they're probably betting <laughs> like, it those three I mean, years maybe against they like the three extra where he's not very kids. good. Like you know what I mean? Like oh, let's get the fastest quarterback in this year's draft, and then in two or three years, let's get another fastest quarterback in this year's draft until we find some. I don't know, but yeah, that's fair. I mean, you bring a you bring a solid point. Maybe I don't think I don't like, think in terms okay, of the I'll league, sacrifice he is, my but humanity. in terms of what he means to the team, he is. They really don't. But here's the thing. Like, if you were willing to pay him, let's. Maybe. I mean, like, there's there's definitely yeah, strategy entire career, I don't think the Lamar last, like, Jackson is as good as Aaron like Rodgers. But this is so, what they like, did to Brett Favre. Like, I could you're not see... old enough to remember this, but this is exactly what they did to Brett Favre. They... No, but yeah, you don't, that's probably you don't remember the saga. I don't know. Green Bay so the year they drafted Aaron Rodgers, Aaron it was the exact same story. Why would they draft Aaron Rodgers? Why wouldn't they get him a receiver? <laughs> or a I he think the help. funniest part is Brett Aaron Rodgers is on the twilight of his career. Like 20 million and years. they've got one more run in him, and they're not getting him the help he needs. And so that's exactly what they did to Aaron Rodgers when they did Jordan Love. It's the exact same thing. The exact hey, same bro, media reaction. Is. He's to me, I think they're just in the no, same boat that they're in. They're just they feel like okay, well. If he leaves, he leaves. If he comes back, he comes back. We no longer care. And while it's stupid, I do think that's where they're at as an organization. To me, the rave. I just think, I just, they don't want to, they want to get out a year early instead of a year late. He's 39. There will be a year where he sucks. And it is coming. That's inevitable. Green Bay <laughs> He's gonna play the, at sixty-five. Like, from I mean, success what are we talking about? <laughs> there will be a year when all of a sudden someone's gonna go. Was that Aaron Rodgers? Yikes! Terrible decision making. No. I mean, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> like I'll. No, he hasn't. But yeah, that's the like, exact same thing. That is the. That's the Brett Favre boat. Brett Favre was the Iron Man. Yeah, they, I mean, but this has been the problem. The, the thing whole is time. that we haven't gotten there they yet. Get the, and the they best get a part quarterback, is that he's been and then they, relatively healthy. I don't think he's been out with any. And then they don't know when to divorce the him. They really don't. Years. They don't. And they never want to. They never want to just commit. They. Re- it really is like because if they would just commit, like, all right, we're going all in on one it more. It really run. is just a Boom. team that's suffering from success. And just overpay and get all these, like, just get them one year just of a crazy absolute roster. ace quarterbacks. And I really just don't like, give I them think any the Packers support. would be in the Super Bowl, no doubt. But they never do it, <laughs> and every year it's the same news story. The, and we just the yet again worst. begin the will just he or won't he. There were like four years of will he won't he won't he. In uh, when Brett Favre was a Packer, there was one year when he, I guess he had Ed Werder is a ESPN reporter, and I guess he had told him that he didn't think he was coming back, and Ed Werder didn't interpret that the right way. Like I think Brett Favre was saying, "I don't think I'm coming back to Green Bay," and Ed Werder took that to mean that. 
Brett Favre is Great. announcing his retirement. So for like two days, the story that was leaked all over ESPN's bottom line and all over the the country was that the Packers were expecting Brett Favre to retire. It got to the point that literally the ESPN had a helicopter shot of him taking an SUV ride from his farm to a private jet when he reported to camp in Green Bay. <laughs> because it was such a news story at that point because the story had been the yeah, whole time. Like, what? <laughs> Will he or won't he? And it happens. It does happen. One little bit that adds to the Aaron Rodgers thing was apparently uh, the Lions rookie wide receiver, Jameson Williams, asked to uh, ask Aaron Rodgers for his game-worn jersey. I guess a lot of the players do that, right? Like they trade them. The players sign them for each other and give them to each other. NFL teams they build their little Hall of Fames or whatever. Aaron Rodgers declined and said, I'm going to hold on to this one before he left the game. Yeah, just lends a little significance to that. He might be deciding that uh, that might be the last Green Bay jersey he's ever worn, and he wants to hold on to it. Maybe, maybe. I don't. Like it's that. it is weird, <laughs> uh, and I think, but I think the Lamar Jackson thing is just as weird. And I think it's just as weird because with Lamar Jackson, the Ravens are like a top five team in the NFL. The Packers with Aaron uh, with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, maybe they're not a top guys. five team because they don't have enough help around them. The Ravens are built in such a way that when Lamar Jackson is healthy, so sad they are a top five team. So I don't understand why they feel like they don't need to resign him. You know. All right, we're going to get out of here with this. The, the the referees union for the NBA released a comment that the Miss LeBron James foul call is, quote, unquote, gut-wrenching. <laughs> just, just a weird... Yeah. <laughs> Our bad dog. <laughs> I just think it's great that they went with gut wrenching. Like it's pretty bad when the when the referees are like, "That was bad." I usually don't like admitting when I'm wrong, but that was bad. Yeah, there there's is, not a that's worse the call. Definition we could, of, yeah, the Lakers oops. are. We start getting into the NBA as the season My after the bad. Super Bowl when we when we got more free time to talk about them. The Lakers are in bad shape though. They are yeah, like, one that loss was out off of the playoffs, including the two play in games. And they were like, "How would they're you describe this missed call?" And they're like, out of "I want to die <laughs> on the Western Conference side." Especially considering they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Although Anthony Davis has missed, I think, the last week or so with a back injury that is going to keep him out for a few more weeks. 
No. No. Uh, okay. So, I didn't think to go back and listen to our picks. Um, I know... That's a... Okay, that's then, then so did I. Or no, I think I... That means I think I... I think I took Philly over San Fran. Um, and then I, I took Kansas City to win. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm 0 for 4. Uh, I lost I every single one that. of them. So, yeah. Okay. You did. Yeah. Right. This we, is like you fell back to earth on. and I... I fell back to my usual greatness. Because I think I... Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you... The under hit on both of them. You smashed me wild card round. You did. Um, all right. So all that being said, it's been a messy week. We now have the Super Bowl set. It is Philadelphia You're versus three Kansas and one City. And I'm 0-4. Oh the baseball, story so. of all this is going to be the health of the two quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, he missed the last two games of the season. With a quarterback yeah, with a yeah. shoulder after, injury, after my absolute stunner better performance each the week before, I am now. So by the Super Bowl, again. I expect he'll be fine. Patrick Mahomes will probably be pretty close to 100 percent by the Super Bowl, but that'll be what they're talking about in the build-up two weeks from now. Ooh, why you gotta do that? That's true. They, I, I the See, week. If you think about it this way, right? The week they announced kind of that we were out, thing, but and the Bears were if out the same week. By doesn't the way, win this, and nobody. This I didn't see any announcements the about the Bears. World Series and the Super Bowl, and then lost both of them. <laughs> but that. <laughs> Because uh, so I'm a rude. sore loser. It really we weren't was. even considered. <laughs> we were out like six weeks ago, dog. <laughs> At least we won the World Series. Yeah. Houston. Yeah, no. And on no, top of no, that, like, I guess no were we supposed to? For we're starting a third round draft pick from Houston, last year who, who, who got benched last year. Like, were we supposed to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, like, there's what? like three other teams that like also don't what? qualify, and they're like, Houston, eliminated from playoffs. It's like, you know, there's other <laughs> people that also that can't make us, it, right? They were. Like, they were. Yeah, but Houston was <laughs> eliminated from the playoffs. It's like, all right, guys, whatever. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean... So next week's a Pro Bowl. Not a lot going on. So the rest of this week we'll t- we'll we'll start talking Obviously. NBA. We'll talk about like, whatever we're NFL news comes up. This Hopefully there's a head coaching like, hire that know. we can talk about on Friday. Um, all that being said, thanks for listening to yet another edition thanks, of Nerd guys. Thug Sports. I'm Corey DLG and with me as always, we're brother and Nico. And we want to remind you guys to make sure to go to the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More and check it out every week. There's also the Adventure Stadium on the second story. They got all kinds of great signed sports memorabilia, signed jerseys, things of that nature. Make sure you're going and having a great time. And as always, thanks for listening. We are Nerd Thug Sports on Nerd Thug Radio. Check us out on Spotify. Follow us, subscribe, like us, rate us, support us. Do whatever you want to do. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We'll see. We'll be back on Thursday with Nerd Thug Radio.